0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look, delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: It's Chris-a-mania, brother. That's a great
0: question. Look at you, man. Oh, with the powerful you. questions. Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet show. Chris Van Vliet show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Chris. Van- Well, here we go. Welcome back to the Chris Van Vliet Show. And a huge thank you for joining me on these audio adventures each and every week, wherever you happen to be right now, however you happen to be listening. I appreciate you. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online, And oh, man, what a treat for your eardrums this one is. Eddie Kingston is such a fascinating guy. And it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. He is incredible on the mic both in promos and in interviews like this one you'll see what I mean and it was awesome being able to do a deep dive into his life and his career and just everything that makes Eddie Kingston tick and I know a lot of you guys watch these interviews on YouTube so I just want to take a second to thank you because we just passed 81 million views on YouTube and 240,000 subscribers That's huge. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're a subscriber. So thank you. If you're not a subscriber yet, you can change that. It'll take like three seconds to subscribe on YouTube. But we're closing in on a quarter million views on YouTube. And over here on the pod, things are taking off. The goal is 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're at 765 reviews. Thanks to people like you and people like Andrew Rohrbach who left this review that says, Legendary. In terms of podcasts and interviews, you are, in the words of the great Bret Hart, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I Appreciate that. Love the dedication and the shows. Really enjoyable and love listening, too. Keep up the good work. Would love to meet you when you come to South Philadelphia. I'm sure I'll be in Philly soon. I love Philadelphia. Where do you think are the best cheesesteaks there? Because I know there's that corner where it's the two like across the street from each other. And I think they're both good, but... I'm sure if you're from Philly, you're like, oh, no, this one's better than the other one. So thank you, Andrew, for that review. I'm going to keep reading one on the show to shout you guys out, to say thank you for listening, and to get us to that goal of 1,000 reviews before the end of the year. Because as you know, vague goals get vague results. Eddie Kingston is such a fascinating man. And I know you'll agree with me after you hear this conversation. If you've seen him in the ring, either in... Ring of Honor, CZW, Impact recently in NWA, or maybe in one of the many independent wrestling companies that he's worked for, you know that he's very talented. And he had said that 2019 was going to be his last year in wrestling. He was going to pack it in, and he was going to move to the middle of nowhere and just enjoy the rest of his life. Well, he's not doing that, obviously. It's 2020. He's still wrestling. We talk about why he decided to continue his wrestling career and why he wants to wrestle until he can't wrestle anymore we also talk about his influences and just life in general. So here you go. What a guy. It's Eddie Kingston.
0: What? We're recording. We're recording. There it is. What up? We're recording. He did the is. little thing yeah.
1: there. <laughs> it's called slating. Yeah.
0: How do I? I'm not, I I'm not a. I don't,
1: know. I don't know. It sounds like that could be like a wrestling term. Yeah. We just slayed yeah, it. Yeah, man. We so just we'll go out there and like you'll slay and.
0: Yeah. And maybe I'll slay back. Maybe I won't.
1: It'll, let's feel it out there, brother. <laughs> let's feel it. You get the brother thing. Yeah, brother, uh, brother. It has to be brother, right? Oh. Everybody's a brother. It. Not to me. <laughs> I tell them all. Hey, what's up, man? All right, cool. That's it. I feel like people call each other brother in the wrestling world because they don't want to learn the names.
0: Oh, yeah. but you know that, what I mean? That, yeah, no, I get that. But I don't use brother. I'll be like, hey, boss. Hey, chief. Oh, boss. Yeah, boss, okay. yeah. Yeah. New York thing. And like, it, like
1: if I don't know a girl's name, hey, love. Hey, sweetheart. How you doing? Oh, like, I, I don't. That might be crossing a line these days. Nowadays, you're yeah. saying <laughs> sweetheart of like,
0: And I'm like, no, I don't mean it. In <laughs> disrespect. Like, what's going on? Sweetheart's just a whatever. It's not my fault you met some douchebag guy that called you sweetheart and then broke your heart. I'm not that guy. I could be, but I'm it not. Could be. I'm
1: not. I'm so pumped to see you in NWA. Thank you, man. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. We're here in Atlanta right now for the NWA Power towns You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Uh. A. A town and uh, Hot Atlanta, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there the interview's over. And yeah. now we're done. <laughs> i he was gonna ask me about the zones
0: or Bankhead. I zone. So, you don't. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we'll just we'll skip that
1: for that, everyone who knows what
0: I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Zone three. You know what I mean? What up, Decatur? Bankhead. Anyway.
1: I'm so super confused now. <laughs> um, but I just <laughs> I'm so glad you landed here though. Like it's it's it doesn't make sense for Eddie Kingston to not be on TV. It it does. It does make sense. And, okay. I, and I'll tell you why. And Please. We, we talked about it a little bit. Um
0: it's a business. If WWE sees something that they can use me for to sell merch or get viewers, then they'll use me. AEW, same thing. If they see, oh, Eddie Kingston can bring in this many people, oh, he can sell this many shirts right. or he's a good fit here, then they'll use me. Mm-hmm. And like I was telling you before, I don't I never want to be that guy that's just somewhere and I'm just there. There's no ideas for me, I'm just sitting in the back waiting because I did that on my first time at uh Impact. Right. You know what I mean? And when I was part of the 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 DCC with bram and james storm you know after a while they were just like all right sit there Eddie." and i was like oh yeah well so i'm here so they would bring you in but not actually put you on the show yeah because they have nothing for me You mm-hmm. know what i
1: mean but i'm still on the contract so i have to show up oh, and i have to sit there you know okay. what i mean i thought impact for a while was doing the per appearance yeah,
0: yeah 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 they were when i was there the first time yeah so okay. like even then like i wouldn't get paid if i wasn't on but, oh I my to, God. but I had to be there so that's why yeah. I don't want to be that guy so it's like everyone's like oh man because I know people at AEW and like I told you before I won't I don't know if I said this publicly but like when I hit up certain people at AEW who are in control I don't hit them up like hey man I need a job I have been hitting them up for years saying hey your kids are getting big or hey man congratulations on this and that mm-hmm. and, I, and I would feel like a real piece of shit or a real fuck boy. If I go, hey, man, your kids are getting big. P.S. I really need a job. And I want to make some of that Tony Khan money.
1: (laughs) Your dog looks great. And by the the way. way, But how much of a douchebag is that? though? For
0: me, anyway, personally. So that's why I would never ask.
1: Well, that's that's very self-aware of you because I think there are our most wrestlers, and Billy Gunn was telling me this when I did an interview with him. He's like, oh, everybody's all of a sudden my friend. Oh, yeah. Nah. yeah yeah, <laughs> Best buds. Hey, Billy,
0: you remember that time? <laughs> no, I don't, because yeah. I don't even know if that really happened. That's what Yeah,
1: I, I said, I'm sure a lot of your friends have been reaching out since you were, became the head coach. He's like, oh, yeah, and they're, they're all my friends. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard, you know what I mean? Like, I asked, again, I don't want to
0: mention names, but I asked certain people at AEW, and it was so hard for me to do it like i was uncomfortable in my skin i was like hey man you mind just throwing my name out there and they'd be like yeah eddie of course what's wrong and i'm doing this scratching <laughs> and then like I, I they were like yeah eddie we'll do it and then later on in the night i'll go up to him and go, yeah i'm sorry and they're like what are you sorry for i'm like i, I fucking asked you for a favor they're like what what's wrong with you and i'm All like
1: right. it just doesn't feel right sure you know but that's because you're such an authentic guy and I that, try to be well, that comes through. I try. That comes through in, in in your work in the ring, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of times I tell a lot of young guys, like we can all do cool moves. Well, not not me anymore. But um <laughs> I could throw a cool suplex or I could do a cool spot, but would I really do that in real life? I understand this is pro wrestling, but I try to bring what I would do in real life. So for instance, like if a guy's talking shit the whole match. In real life, I would try to bite his tongue or grab his mouth, and you know what I mean. Mm. So I would do it in a match, and people are like, "Oh man, that was great." I'm like, "What I would really do," but that's why I tell a lot of young guys, like, if you can do all the cool shit, good for you, because I can't do it, and I and I
1: appreciate what you do, but try to add a little bit more realism to it. Yeah, you know. Well, Look- you're one of those guys though, where I don't know where Eddie Kingston the wrestler ends and Eddie Kingston the human like uh, begins. Yeah. yeah, no, it gets, it gets yeah. <laughs>
0: There's sometimes where I'll cut a promo in the back or um, I'll be in the ring and I got to walk away for like 10, 15 minutes to get back to who I really am, not Eddie Kingston. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that because Eddie Kingston is an extension of me when I was 17, just turned up a thousand notches, you know? So like I get in that mind frame and it's like, fuck the world and everyone's against me. That's what I thought as a kid. So then when the match is over and everything's settled or the promo's over, I go, "All right guys, give me a minute." And I have to, I legit have to walk away. Yeah. So I can get back I so I can get out of that fucking zone where I'm not 24/7 17 years old,
1: you know what I mean? But if that was you at 17 years old, it's almost 20 years later now. Mm-hmm. How has Eddie Kingston evolved? As a wrestler, or
0: as a person? How about mm-hmm. both? Okay, as a as a person, I've stopped holding I still hold grudges, but not as much as I used to, and it used to eat at me. You know what I mean? Like I used to really say I hate people, and I would think about them, and I would get fucking angry. And just you grow up, and you're like, why am I a? Why am I hating this person? That's a strong word. A. B. Why am I even thinking about that person? Because they're not thinking about me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I let go of a lot of a lot of grudges and and, and stuff like that. Also, personally too, like I'm more. I understand the business side more. You know what I mean? So I don't get mad if a promoter's like, oh, no, we're not going to use you. I get it now. I understand. Yeah. Just don't lie to me. That's the one thing I still haven't changed. Like, if you're a promoter and you don't want to use me, just say, hey, man, we don't really see anything with you here. Oh, cool, man. Thanks. Don't go, hey, maybe here, maybe there. No. I'm yeah. a grown man. Yeah. Just yes or no. Uh, as a character, just uh, age. You know what I mean? The Eddie, the, the Eddie Kingston character, it's just, it's gotten older. You know what I mean? And I can't still be acting the same way. You know what I mean? I got to do things a little differently. Like, um, you know, you got to sell different. You got to cut a promo differently. You know what I mean? You got to go and evolve. As you're evolving as a person, you have to also evolve, sure. evolve your character. I still can't be that thug from New York or whatever they want to say. You know what I mean? Now it's, it's different. Kind of like... Um, I'm like an old gunslinger, I guess you could say. That's I, why I was yeah. putting cowboy stuff up on my Twitter one time. Oh, like, okay. I was like, ah, oh, pro wrestling's like the Wild West. Here's a Doc Holiday gif. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like that now. Uh, the Eddie Kingston character is now like that old gunslinger, you know, trying to get that last ride or... You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, you know, so it's no more I'm the young guy beating the shit out of people or trying to. It's the old gunslinger that's trying to hang with younger guys. That's you, the way I kind of look at it now.
1: You probably felt really comfortable in your character like five-ish years in. Yeah. But yeah. now you probably look back at that and go, oh my God, I knew nothing. Oh, I still know nothing. I still know nothing. And <laughs> I don't know about I, I know, but honestly, I tweeted it. Uh, there's
0: two stories. One, I'll drop, I'll drop names, so get ready, folks. Okay. I know these people. Um, Jerry Lynn told me one day, it was like 2011 or 12. We're just sitting down talking bullshit. And by the way, Jerry Lynn, so happy. I hope you're doing better, brother. I know he had a hip surgery, I believe. Yeah. I hope you're doing better, man. You're the fucking best. God, he's too good for wrestling. He, Jerry Lynn's too good for this business.
1: Honestly, I don't know. And for any. people that don't know, he's working for AEW. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he's just way too good for this business as a human being. Like, you know, I think he's too good for any. Anyway, done kissing his ass. <laughs> Um, go fuck his name drop. Yeah. <laughs> go fuck his up, Jerry. No, I'm joking. Um, he just said to me, you know, Eddie, I always learn something new in this business. I don't know anything. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, this dude's been here, there, here, there, here. He's a big name to me. da da da, da. Or He's a big name in wrestling, not mm-hmm. just to me. And if he says he doesn't know anything, I have no right ever in my career to say anything. So then now everyone knows I'm close with homicide and low key. Still to this day, 18 years in, I'll send them a match or a clip and they'll rip it apart. Wow. They'll rip it apart and I'll go, oh, okay, they were right about that. Shit, I should have done that. Yeah, I should have been more aggressive there. Ah, that's a dumb spot. Why would I, they're, they're right, why would I do that? You know what I mean? And you still learn. So I don't know anything. I'm still learning. I bet you today, after this is all said and done, I'll probably go back to the Airbnb and be like, why didn't I do that? You know what I mean? Or Homicide, since he's here, he'll be like, yo, you
1: know what you should have done here. And Mm. I'll be like, oh, man, you're right. So it's always a learning thing. You know what I mean? But if if there is a match that you were to send to someone and say, this is the match I'm most proud of, what would that be? None. (laughs) Oh, come on. No, I'm being so serious. (laughs) So serious, because I think every match I have, I can always do, I can always tell a better story. Mm. Yeah. What's the match? Okay, then fans come up to you and go, Oh, man, that match with so-and-so.
0: Uh, a lot of times they bring up, like, uh, my match with uh, my, tra- my original trainer, Mike Quackenbush, from uh, High Noon, uh, Chikar's first eye-pay-per-view. Okay. And it was the main event. Me and Quackenbush never it was a while wrestled. back. Yeah, I think 2011. But a lot of fans bring that up still. Not, to me, it was a good story, but then I watch it and I go, idiot. I'm watching, I'm like, you're a fucking <laughs> idiot. Talking to myself, like, why did you do that? You know, fan fans say they they love that stuff, and it's always nice. And I tell them thank you and everything. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, but this spot was the shits. You know what I mean? Or whatever, <laughs> whatever they bring up to yeah. me in my head, I'm saying that. You know, but no, it, it, it does feel good. But I always think I could tell a better story. You know what I mean? And that's what we really are at the end of the day. Where we're actors like the movie stars where athletes like football, baseball, basketball, MMA, whatever you want to say. Sure. And then you take both of those sides and you fucking mix them together. Yeah. That's pro wrestling. Your are Yeah. That's all it is. And That's why I tell a lot of guys like, I don't get mad anymore with younger guys or whatever. I just don't. I just go, hey, you guys do what you got to do, but this is just my opinion, you know? And I tell all of them. I go, the only thing that kind of gets me annoyed about wrestling is that I went to go I'm a big comic book fan always been. There's a picture of me on the street corner with a cigarette and uh, a bandana on like Tupac reading a Punisher book. Someone has a oh and a boombox. Yeah, I'm dating myself a boombox on top of a telephone pole. And um but anyway, and I I just think to myself I went to go see Infinity War for and Infinity War four times. Wow. And in the movie theater, every time, I also went for this reason, because I wanted to hear people's reactions. Every time, spoiler, every time Spider-Man goes into dust, yeah. every time people lost their shit. And in my head, I'm like, wait a minute, but we know Spider-Man 2 is coming out next year, so we know he's coming back. right? We know this. It's a fact he's yeah. coming back. Like, we've seen screenshots of him, whatever the fuck, filming. But they still lost their shit. And
1: I would hear people, no. And I'd be like. But that scene was also so much more emotional. Everyone else just vanishes like but this. what you just said it. Emotional. It was. And that's what we're supposed to do in the ring. Yeah. But Spider-Man, Monkey, la- yeah. like he died. Like his death was like five minutes, five yeah. seconds longer. But
0: that's what I tell people is that if we could still, if, if Marvel or whatever movies can get people like that, yeah. so should we.
1: Yeah, You know what I mean? Oh, for sure.
0: And uh, another name. Actually, I shouldn't drop his name. He has a lot of Twitter heat with people, but he Uh-oh. he knows who he is. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's going on in his personal life. God bless him. Um, but he told me monkeys can do what we do. You can train a monkey to go to fucking space. You can train a monkey to do a 450. It's not going to be that hard. But what separates us from them is emotion.
1: Hmm.
0: So you have to get the people emotionally invested. Either you, you have to get them so emotionally invested that they need you to win. And they're fucking foaming at the mouth for you to win. Or they hate you so much that they're throwing garbage at you or whatever. You know what I mean? And everyone knows what the deal is. But just like they suspend their disbelief in a movie, they should be able to uh, suspend their
1: disbelief at a wrestling show. Well, and you're one of those people who can get that kind of heat. I try. You on the mic... Is so so good. That's also me just talking. Thank you. But that's also me just talking shit and having fun with it. You know what I mean? Like it's also this certain amount of confidence and arrogance. Yeah. It's very good. Well,
0: I got the arrogant thing from um when I used to get into well, when I get into any argument with any of my exes back in the day, they they used to tell me what they hated was when I got really mad, I would become cocky. Mm. So they would yell and scream and I'd be like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's how you really feel. <laughs> okay, no, 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 I'll be like this. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Sweetie, you're right. I'm wrong. I'm always wrong. You're right. You know what? Fuck me, right? Yeah, I'm wrong. And they would just go nuts. This is great. So in my head, I was like, if that drives them nuts, that's going to drive everybody else crazy. So I'm like, I'll, I'll throw that in. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, like, I guess when I'm a good guy, or babyface. face. I, I don't know. I act the same regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just the crowd happens to cheer you. Yeah, I just happen to be involved of beating up a real bad guy or something. You know what I mean? So. Who was it that inspired your promos? Like- oh, wow, man. Um, there's so many. You know what I mean? Like, again, I tell younger guys, too, don't watch wrestling for spots. You know what I mean? Because we all know how to do that shit. We can come up with that shit. First off, a lot of the younger guys are fucking athletic as shit and can come up with these crazy spots. And I'll watch it and be like, holy shit. Like, you know, I've never seen it before, you know. But I tell them watch matches, not for the spots, but for why they did it or how they sold. or, or Like, for instance, Ricky Morton. I told one young guy, I said, Ricky Morton's considered one of the greatest baby faces ever. Because of the way he sold. And he had these people fucking crying and dying for him. Look at it and see why. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's what I do. Like, I'll pick apart, like, my favorite guys to watch for selling are uh, Kenta Kobashi, Kawada from All Japan, and um, Ricky Morton, of course, Steamboat, Dreamer, Bret Hart. So, like, I'll take from all that. And the same thing with promos. Uh, Growing up, growing up for me, I was so... So into Macho Man because of his promos. Yeah. I had nothing to do with him feuding with Hogan or anything, but just, I'll never, just hearing him say, I see lust in your eyes. As a kid, I don't, no idea what the fuck lust is. I still don't. This is why I'm single. (laughs) I don't know what lust is. (laughs) Whatever. But hearing that, the way he said it and the way he delivered it and his finger in Hogan's face, that still sticks with me now. That uh, Dusty Rhodes, of course, when Dusty when we when we had illegal cable in the Bronx, because so I would get N.W.A., but only in the winter because my dad wanted to watch inside the NFL on HBO. So that's all I got was N.W.A. in the winter. But uh, when Dusty Rhodes like that promo, everyone loves where you said put your hand against the screen and together we'll win the world championship. I was a kid and I was like, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) Then I fell off wrestling. Uh, cause you know, being, uh, you know, the mark that I am when Bret Hart lost to Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 12, I tra- I, I was done. Cause in my head, Bret was a shooter from the dungeon. Yeah. How did Shawn beat the shooter? This yeah. is bullshit. I'm done watching. ECW came along and that was it. I'm hooked back in. Tommy Dreamer promos, Raven, prom- Raven spoke to people like my generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. New Jack. Cause I grew up around guys like that. Um, Shane Douglas. I, I was already a fan of Shane's when he teamed up with Ricky Steamboat and WCW. But his promos, you know what I mean? A lot of ECW promos really inspired me and drugged me back in. Mick Foley. Like, how but do you not love that? The ECW promos
1: weren't scripted, which I think no. is what made them so oh, great.
0: Oh, one of my favorite of all time. And I play this for people all the time at my house. Especially when, you know, we had a couple. Let's say we had a couple of drinks. We'll say drinks. And um, I'll play the Steve Austin promo mm.
1: that he did. Oh, my God.
0: You know what I mean? Where, you know, he's saying no one's going to stop him and he's going to be the star that he always knew he could be yeah. and all that. The backstage one. Yeah. yeah. And I put that on and I'm like, watch this shit. And I get fully engaged again. I'm trying to watch them watch it, but I'm already, I'm already back in. And I know the lines already, but I'm already engaged in it. So Austin, of course, you know what I mean? And like... That that's the stuff that brought me back in because then it made me want to see the matches.
1: Yeah,
0: you know we're we're supposed to talk, not just to bring the people in the crowd, but also bring the people to the TV. You know what I mean? Or sell the pay per view or sell the TV. That's the point of talking.
1: Yeah,
0: get yourself over, get your opponent over, get the company over, and then bring them in. Yeah, you know what I mean? If if people don't care about you, yeah. Or if they don't care what you're saying, they're not going to give a fuck what you do in the ring. Right. They don't. And I think cutting a promo and, and doing that, it's so much, it just helps out a lot. Because then you can go in that ring and go, man, you give me one good punch and because of that promo I cut or the promo the other guy cut. Man, you give me one punch, those people are going to fucking yeah. flip. And it's just not being lazy, it's giving them what they want. And also listening to them and be like, oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, like I think... For me, what utopia the, or the nirvana feeling—I'm trying to use big words, folks. I like it. Uh, for me, is when the people react to something the way I think they would when I'm backstage, and they react, and you—I have to cover my mouth sometimes because I'm like, yeah, "We got these." Motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like Ortiz from uh, Proud and you know PMP. Yeah. Uh, I was. It was a tournament I was doing in Chicago for AAW and. Uh, it was against Josh Alexander, the, the finals. And my neck and my uh, shoulder were all messed up. He was sick. So we're all just we're just fucking beat up. Wrestled three times already that day. And I just remember telling Ortiz, I go, watch for the side headlock, bro. And we're, we're wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Got the headlock, took him over side headlock. And the people, whoa. And I remember looking up at Ortiz because he was up in the balcony. And he's dying laughing. And I'm going, no. <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like it wasn't just because it was a side headlock it was because we got them to come along on that journey to get to that side headlock yeah it wasn't like i just grabbed it and went ha ha. we worked to that yeah and then we worked to the finish and then you know what i mean all that stuff and uh i know a lot of people ask me questions about aew because of all the crazy high spots and stuff and and i put it i put it on twitter because i don't give a fuck i'll put shit on twitter it's my opinion You follow me or you don't, that's on you. You know what I mean? Try to cancel me Uh, because I don't care. Um, Come from a different generation. Anyway, I put it out there. I was like, you know why I love these matches? Because I can't do it. Mm. I can't do their moves. So I appreciate their athleticism. Is there sometimes where I sit there and go, man, just throw one punch? I'm begging you. Just one punch. Make it look like you're trying to really hit the guy and then you can do a flip or whatever. But that's on them.
1: Yeah,
0: You know what I mean? But also, that's my opinion. Yeah, What I like. But I watch that stuff and I'll sit there. I'll watch a Lucha Brothers match and I'll be in my house like, this is insane, you know? Because <laughs> I can't do it. So I appreciate it. I just don't like people who, A, can't do it and bury it. You know what I mean? Now, if you can do it and bury it, okay. I'll give you a little credit. But if you're sitting there yeah. and you can't even get off your fucking couch, let alone do a move in the ring, yeah. it's your opinion, but it really doesn't fucking matter. Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, give, give me a fucking break. Everything evolves. Everything fucking changes in the business. Sure. I remember the old, uh, the older guys telling me how when Steamboat and Flair would wrestle, the older guys would be like, you're killing the business and now we sit here and go fucking flask steamboat greatest thing you know what i mean so it's like everything evolves and changes so there's always going to be somebody there me i just kind of look at it like that shit is dope i can't do it god bless them i hope they don't kill themselves and get hurt doing it you know that's my main concern when i see crazy stuff i go man i hope fuck i hope his knees are gonna last you know what i mean for that long
1: well, you'd put it out there that last year could possibly yeah. be your last year. You've talked about why it wasn't, but yeah, what, I'll, I'll say it here, and that's that, fine. But I, I'm well. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah. what was your plan if hmm. if 2019 was going to be your last year in wrestling? Yeah. What were you going to be doing for well, work?
0: Well, I, I already so I've done construction my whole life. Okay, local 580. What's up? I worker. Um, I already looked up places in Oregon, Alaska. And like in the middle of, oh, where was that Twilight movie done? In Seattle, oh, right? Oh, Seattle, yeah, Washington. So I took, I looked up all these places because I'm a, I'm a loner by nature. I
1: love that you referenced Twilight when um, thinking of Seattle.
0: Yeah. Isn't that where it's, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But- With the fucking sparkly. Uh, <laughs> you could also be like, where do the Seahawks play? First of all, fuck Pete Carroll because oh. I'm a Notre Dame fan. And when he was at USC, he was paying those motherfuckers. And that's where they beat Notre Dame. Fighting Irish, half Irish. Get at me. I'm a mutt. Anyway, I digress. You like that word? Wow, the big one. Um. Anyway, I just want. I've been alone a, a lot of my life, even as a kid. Uh, I don't need to be with people. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. If people, I'm hanging out with people, awesome. But I don't need to. It's not like I go look for. Like, oh man, I'm going out tonight for a couple drinks. I better call no, so and so. No, it's. Sure, okay. I'm going out. I'm gonna have a drink. I'm gonna go home. <clears throat> So I was just going to go move to these places. I was looking up construction jobs around there and welding jobs. I would have to get my welder's license again, which is easy for me anyway. And I was just going to disappear. I already had, and you know, I, I told my mother and my brother and my dad, I go, Here, I'm going to get a new phone. Here's my phone number. And you guys will be the only ones to have it. And I would just disappear. No YouTube, no Twitter, nothing. I would just want to be left alone. For the rest of your life? Yeah, because I would look at it and go, all right, this is one chapter in my life. Closed. Goodbye. Just like, okay, I played high school football. It was over and done with. I didn't go to college because I got in trouble at school. Close that. Over. That's the way I look at things, you know what I mean? So pro wrestling, this was my job for X amount of time. Close it. Done. I don't have to look back anymore and be like, oh, man, I miss. No, no, fuck that. Go forward. You know what I mean? Either make new memories or live miserably. One or the other. You know what I mean? This is the way it is. So what changed? So for those who don't know, my brother had a baby. I didn't get to see the kid right away because, you know, on the road, everything. I saw him. He was about seven months old. And I remember my brother goes, here, meet your nephew, Evan. And I'm looking at him. And I'm like, holy shit, this is weird. This is, he's one of us. (laughs) I'm looking at him like, Eric, my brother, Eric. I'm like, you made this. He's like, yeah. I'm like. I'm his uncle. He's like, yeah. I'm like, he's one of us. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. It, just, it blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. Uh, my brother just basically came out and said, like, man, how can I tell my son not to quit and keep fighting and, and things will happen for you if you work hard when his uncle quit? Hmm. And I went, you piece of shit. Funny thing is, me and my brother, is the love we have for each other, I'm yelling at him in the car <laughs> as we're driving off. Fuck you, how dare you say that? And he's going, bye, asshole, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it made me think. And, uh, and now he got his wife pregnant again, so I'm going to have a niece. And uh, of course, do I want to get paid a lot of money? Do I want to be set for life? Yeah. Do I want to be on a bigger level or TNT or USA or whatever? Yes, of course. Of course I do. But at the end of the day, I want my nephew... And my future niece to go to school, this is my thinking, go to school and go, hey, my uncle's a pro wrestler. And have some little fucking kid go, no, he's not. And then they go, look. Mm. And then there I am. I just want them to be proud. So now, it's crazy. I do. The reason why I'm still wrestling is for them. Wow. I'm wrestling for my nephew, Evan, and my niece. You know what I mean? Uh, I
1: want them to be proud of me. But would you really look at it as quitting if you had the career that you had and then moved on like you said close that chapter and on to something mm-hmm. else? Really? Mm-hmm. That'd be quitting. Yeah, cuz I didn't achieve what I wanted. You know what I mean? So Okay. And I mean,
0: I don't believe only time I believe in the word retirement is when it's like in football or baseball or regular jobs. Cuz you have to retire. You're getting too old. You have to retire. Yeah. With pro wrestling, if you retire <laughs> while your body can still go, you didn't retire. You quit. Mm, you quit. Wow. That's the way I look at it. You know what I mean? Because I've heard so many people say they're going to retire. Then they come back. And I'm like, you're quitting. Or you just need a break. You're quitting. You know? Maybe I needed a break. I don't know. I, I haven't had a break in 18 years. I don't remember. Like, I'll have a weekend off, but I don't remember having a month off. I don't remember. Maybe my first two years in the business, but. Yeah, you're booked a lot. Yeah, you gotta make a living, dog. I Great. got a home to pay for, bro. I, I'm a homeowner. This psycho is a homeowner.
1: <laughs> Think about that. Fucking whacked, right? All right, a quick timeout to thank our awesome sponsor for this episode, Bet Online. And with currently no NBA, NHL, XFL or college basketball, you might be thinking, there's nothing really to bet on, CVV. Well, you would be wrong, my friend. BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, and it's all open 24 hours a day, and it's all online. And sports aren't totally done. I mean, there's still mixed martial arts and esports, and you could even like make some prop bets there for wrestling. I saw a bet about, like, will Rob Gronkowski win the Inter- Intercontinental Championship? Will Rob Gronkowski win the Universal Championship? BetOnline.ag. And if you're in entertainment, you can also bet on American Idol. You can bet on The Election, Spelling Bee's. Even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. So be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. It's your new ticket to online action. Well, where did you really, the fact that you can own a home and have a mortgage is incredible. That's insane. And I hate it. And I hate it because when I pay the mortgage, then
0: I'm looking at the fridge and I'm going, well, Looks like, it
1: looks like it's peanut butter and ramen noodles until the next payday. <laughs> when, when did you really start to see that shift in indie wrestling where you could make, you know, a, a decent living doing this? I
0: think Cole Cabana really started it. Yeah, You
1: know what I mean? Because Cabana's a go-getter, man. He, with the podcast and the
0: selling of the shirts and pro wrestling tees, all that's, Cabana kind of started that path for guys. You know what I mean? So if you want to make money as an indie wrestler, uh, Cole Cabana made that path.
1: Wow, And then yeah. you just
0: got to do it your own way. It was like Cabana. And then the Bucks came out of nowhere. You know, not out of nowhere. I, I, I'm close with them. They've done great
1: for years. But then the t-shirts started for well, them. The and Bucks said they saw the line for Colt Cabana's merch. Yeah. And they went, well, we can do that. Mm-hmm. And that was what changed it. Yeah. So Colt I'd Cabana say, I, inspired everybody. Yeah, I can't do it.
0: I don't like selling shirts. I tell them, go to pro wrestling tees. I get weird. When people try to talk to me at, at the gimmick table. Is it because
1: you also have to carry all that merch with you when you travel? Carrying the, the merch city? with me,
0: and then I got to sit there and talk to you. And I'm like, hey, man, <laughs> I don't want to be an asshole. I like talking to my fans or fans of wrestling in general. But if you ain't going to buy shit, dog, move. Like, <laughs> But then I feel like a dickhead doing it. That's, that's- so I just tell people, hey, man, you could talk to me all day right now. Because if you really want a shirt. Go to pro wrestling teas and whatever. Right. So I can actually sit down and conversate with you instead of doing the fake. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Are you gonna buy anything? No. Yeah. Okay. That person was and They just walked away. And instead of doing that, like I, ca- I just can't do it. Because you know,
1: you also don't have to carry inventory with you. That's a bitch. I don't. I, really I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if everybody realizes this, but. The guys who are selling a lot of merch show up with a separate suitcase mm-hmm. full of X amount of mediums, you know, larges, extra larges, and yep. so on.
0: And I'm like looking at them like you're fucking insane.
1: Yeah. Oh man, I don't have a large, but I can give you an extra large. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it shrinks. <laughs> when you wash it, it'll shrink to a large. You'll be well, all oh, right. I don't know. I'm usually a large though. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be
0: fine. Give me the twenty dollars. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll throw in an eight by ten for free. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You you got it down. You should you should be selling shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's about to uh, get ready, folks. You're gonna
1: get the this, this yeah, yeah, Chris like this. Chris Van Vliet. We got here. a few of them, but right here.
0: <laughs> oh no, you're not you are you, a medium? Don't worry, here's a large.
1: Just oh, yeah. let it let it dry and you'll be all right. <laughs> what did so that was what changed personally for you to mm-hmm. want to stay in wrestling. Did NWA, was that something that changed for you to make you go, oh okay, I can go on that path now? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: nah, because nah, i don't everyone's gonna think this sounds bitter uh i look at everything as a payday you know what i mean and it also helps me mentally sure you know because like when i get invested in something i go all in you know what i mean and i that's how i you know i'm like a scorned ex-lover of <laughs> that like i've done it so much with so many promotions that i've given everything to and then things don't work out, and then it hurts, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to wrestle, and all the crybaby shit. So now I just look at everything as a payday. Mm. And I also got to remember, too, like like I told you, we were talking before about it being a TV product. If they don't have nothing for you on TV, it doesn't matter if you're the greatest wrestler in the world. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if I'm a legit shooter or I have charisma out my ass. If they don't have anything, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, so I just look at everything as just another booking. And then I go in and I do my job. Like, I try to do my job better than anybody. And uh, Loki always says, be undeniable when you're in there. No matter what happens, no matter what shit they give you, do it better than everybody else and you'll be fine. And he's, mm-hmm. him and Homicide would tell me that. And they're right.
1: So I come to NWA. I had great locker room. And then I just go do my job. What's it like working in front of this crowd? Because it's, it's a different setting. It is a different set. Yeah. It's a trip, man. It's definitely a trip. You know what I mean? Like, when I first
0: came to NWA, with their first tapings, I was like, yeah, whatever, another booking. Let's go. How much are they going to pay me? I got to get home. Uh And then I saw the set, and I went, oh. Man. And I remember looking around, and then everything started running in my head. The old NWA I yeah. used to watch. You know what I mean? Like, it's a legit TV studio. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is a-. Then I started getting nervous, and I was like, why am I getting nervous? <laughs> you know? But, no, it's a trip, man, and and the fans are great here. They're really into it. You know what I mean? I I wouldn't say it feels like a territory, but, you know, these fans come all the time. Yeah. They know the angles. They know the storylines, and they know who's good, who's bad, who's this, who's that. They, They get into it. And then, of course, the YouTube, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. With so many people, that blew my mind. I was like, people actually... Give a shit about this? Okay. You know, that took me by surprise too, because I'm like, you have AEW that's in fucking these great arenas, you know what I mean? And then you got WWE, of course, they're WWE, of course. And then, you know, we're in a little studio. You
1: know but what I mean? That's what makes it different. Yeah, I didn't think it'd be that, but yeah, you're right. That's because if really you guys mean. ran in like arenas that were two or 3,000 people. And only 90 people show up. <laughs> no, because you guys sell out here all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But if you did that, it would just be like, you'd just be looking like everybody else, but smaller. And that's you look completely different.
0: And that's what uh, I tell people about Eric Bischoff. I never met Eric Bischoff, but I remember him saying, and this stuck with me when he said this, he said, I couldn't do what WWE was doing, or WWF at the time. I had to do the opposite of them. Yeah. And it felt like for years, almost a lot of promotions who would get TV or would you know, be close to being a number two, let's say. Over the years, they looked like WWE light. Yeah. And they weren't doing anything opposite of them. And I just remember, like, why, like, granted, WCW closed down, but like, you know, like his podcast, 83 weeks. For 83 weeks, WCW was on top of the world. Yeah. The wrestling world. And it was fucking, it was weird, even as me as a teenager watching it going, wait a minute, Vince McMahon, wait, they're supposed to be, wait, you know? Yeah. And I never understood why people don't Try to apply that to their product. Okay, what's Vince doing? Okay, Vince is doing serious stuff. Maybe we'll do a little jokey here. Oh, Vince is doing joke stuff. Well, guess what? Now we're going to go serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I look at NWA. Everyone's, you know, Vince and whoever else are all doing these big arenas. And we're doing this nice, close, uh old school, you know what I mean? That's studio wrestling. Studio wrestling, you know what I mean? And then when we do decide to have a big show and go to somewhere bigger... It means something Because we're always in this You know
1: It means So, so that's why I think it, It's good because it's different And you gotta be different man. So you Gotta be different So if you were You know that close to Being done with wrestling Are you now your head in Like you Oh yeah yeah I, t- I,
0: I said in another interview That's it Like I'm here There's no more Till you die
1: Yeah Either <laughs> Either people
0: stop bu- Three ways Okay People stop booking me My body shuts down on me Or like you said Unless I die so I'm here. Y'all are fucked. Whoever doesn't like me, y'all are fucked. Because I'm here. You know, you better talk to all the promoters not to book me anymore.
1: <laughs> but um,
0: that's what it is, man. I'm here now, and, and that's there's no more concern. There's no more forcing. Oh, I got to get signed, or I got to do this. You know what I mean? That might be the best attitude. Dude, I'm here. And I'm loving... Uh, I said this, and um, also the other reason why with wrestling I wanted to leave was that, uh, to me, love... It's the highest form of understanding. And I didn't understand wrestling for a couple of years. I just didn't get it. I didn't get why this. And again, it was me looking outside myself. Why this person? Why that? Da-da. Why am I? And so then I stopped and I said, why, why the fuck do I care about this person?
1: Mm.
0: They're not feeding me. I'm not feeding them. Oh, wow. They, they got a contract. They're making a lot of money. Good for you, brother. Honestly, good for you. I don't know you. So good for you. But I had to stop worrying about that. Right. And then I finally found my love again for pro wrestling. So now I can understand it again. So now it's just, fuck it, man. Let's go have fun. You know what I mean? I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do it. And here's a here's little bit of the ego I do have. I'm going to do it better than anybody else and or realer than anybody else. You're going to feel me when I'm out there. That's one thing I'm very confident in. You will feel me. Whatever I say or do, you will feel it. And uh, and that's it.
1: If, I'm here. If, God forbid, you had an injury that prevented you from wrestling for a long period of time, what would you do? Construction?
0: Well, now, uh, a lot of people haven't been putting stuff in my ear. I'm not going to say who. Maybe I'll be an agent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe I'll train kids. I don't know. It seems like... It, it, it's funny. It, it seems like once I stop the fucking bullshit retirement be-by-myself talk other ideas started popping in. It's great. Or people started whispering in my ear like, hey, man, you know you could agent this or you know you could do this. Yeah. Like, the only thing I won't do is book a show. Won't do it. Because I feel like I'll be like Bill Watts if I booked the show. And I'll be like, all right, this is the match. This is what you're doing. This is how it is. Yeah, Eddie, but how about this? This is the match. This is how we're fucking doing it. And that's it. And I'm also the first person, though, when someone comes up to me with something, I'd be like, oh, no, I get it. How about if we do that? Yeah, I'm the f- but if they do it to me, I'd be like, no, motherfucker.
1: We're doing this.
0: So I'd, I'll definitely be sort of like Bill Watts, just from New York, so I don't want to book a show.
1: You had an interesting situation where you went to a <clears throat> WWE audition, yeah, and then you signed with Impact, like, very quickly Two after. days later. Right. Yeah. Was there ever any communication from WWE or feedback after uh, the tryout?
0: No, there wasn't, and they don't, they don't have to. You know what I mean? I, I know a lot of people get mad about that. They're like, I was at the tryout, they didn't give me, they yeah. didn't let me know if they're gonna hire me. If I, they don't need to, that's their business. You know what I mean? So like, would they
1: fly you down to Orlando?
0: Oh, uh, at the time I was living in Orlando.
1: Okay, okay. So just that went, makes it easy.
0: I just went there, did my thing. You know what I mean? And uh, I didn't get any feel or anything, and I was like, okay, cool. What do they do?
1: Make you work a couple matches?
0: Uh they make you work one match, but then a bunch of it's all a bunch of fucking running around cardio. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I smoke cigarettes and one of, you know what I mean? I have good cardio for a guy who smokes, uh, almost a pack a day. But, um. Did you have to cut
1: promos for him too?
0: Yeah, I cut a promo for him. You know what I mean? It was just all that. That I think the cardio stuff that they're doing to the guys is to see who quits. Uh, That's okay. all it is. Like a mental thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I was close. I was about to be like, fuck this. <laughs> I got another, I got an indie booking for $500. I'm not getting hurt here, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was the New Yorker in me coming out. Oh, fuck that shit. Um, and then but, TNA came calling. You went. Uh. Oh, well, TNA at the time, I was dating a young lady who was working for uh, TNA at the time. And uh, we were living together. Blah, 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 blah. All that great shit. And um, I don't know, man. I, I <laughs> a thing Brody King likes that I tell young guys is be a mark for the dollar signs, not a mark for the letters. Mm. And it basically was, okay, WWE, I got to w- wait six to eight weeks. That's cool. I get it. But Impact's going to pay me a lot of money right now to do their shit. Well, I want to buy a house for me. And at the time, my lady, I was like, I want to get a house. If I do Impact, if I sign with uh, TNA at the time, I'll be able to do it. So I was like, oh, here we go. Hmm.
1: You
0: know what I mean? Because I think a lot of guys forget, like I said, it's a business. You know what I mean? You gotta make money. You gotta eat. Like if WWE is gonna make money off me, I gotta make money off them. Yeah. If impacts or whatever, whoever, NWA, MLW, whoever the fuck. I also have to make money. It's yeah. back and forth type thing.
1: But I think there are a lot of guys who do the exact opposite of what you're talking about. They hold out going, Well, you know, I did have that tryout with WWE and I've heard that there's some people there that like me. And then they say no to other opportunities. Yeah.
0: And I also tell guys too, you know, you you, you take that like and that friendship shit and put it in your back pocket. This is business. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I have a lot of people for some reason a lot of people like me. I don't know why. I'm just honest. That's why. But that's why yeah. people like you. But that doesn't mean it's also why people don't like you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> (laughs)
0: But uh, but that's also Like I have a lot of people Who like me Who like I told you before Would say stuff for me At different places But that doesn't mean I'm gonna get hired I still have to watch out For myself You know what I mean Yeah And I'll thank the person Or whatever the fuck And I'll try to help them Later on You know what I mean But that's it And that's why I tell guys If you're just waiting For one thing And that doesn't happen Then you just fucking Wasted a bunch Of opportunities later You know
1: that's and, a great, just life advice. Yeah, but
0: again. Not he, just wrestling. I, I don't know. Wrestling is life, I guess. I don't, you know, <laughs> somehow. But like I tell guys, like I said, man, Brody King loves it. And like some of the, oh, and Jeff Cobb loved it because I told both of them before they signed with Ring of Honor, we were in Chicago and we're having a couple of drinks. Well, Brody don't drink, and we're just having a couple. And they're asking me about Ring of Honor and what, what do they think they should do. And I said, hey, man, how much are they paying you? blah, 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 how much they paying you, blah, blah, blah. Is WWE knocking on your door right now? No. Is Impact knocking on your door right now? No. AEW hasn't started yet, right? No. Who's going to pay you the most right now? And they were like, ring of honor. I said, well, there's your answer.
1: Yeah.
0: I go And like I said, be a mark for the dollar signs, not the letters. Because if we're all marks for the letters, what are we going to do? WWE. That's all we're going to wait for. Right. You know what I mean? And then when that doesn't come, we're going to be sitting in a fucking house or, or an apartment like, why am I broke? You know, <laughs> but again, it's a business. It's not a I remember when I signed with Impact, people were like some people were like you just had a try out and you're going to get heat. And da-da-da. first of all, I don't give a fuck about heat because heat to me is not real. I, I come from New York. If you say you got beef with somebody, that's real. You know, beef is when you see someone in the street right away, you're fighting them on site. You know what I mean? You don't care if their mother's with them. It's on site. So when I hear heat from wrestlers, oh, man, I got heat. I'm like, fuck out of here. It's pussy shit. Hell, oh, we got heat. But uh, they're not going to fight you, bro. They'll talk shit behind your back, and that's it. They're, Whatever. Fuck out of here. But I said, why would I get heat in my mind? I'm not disrespecting WWE. I'm hey, trying I am trying took to a eat. job. I yeah. took a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that's the other thing. Kids get in their own fucking head, and they're like, I'm going to get heat with this and that uh, man, make money. Make fucking money and go home. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. And if someone doesn't like it, then they don't like it. But no one's going to approach you. You know, Honestly, in wrestling, because it has to be professional, it's not the street. So that's why I laugh. You know what I mean? If, if, if a promoter's like, <laughs> if I get in an argument with a promoter and he talks shit about me, I'm like, that's all he's going to do. He's not going to hit me. He's not going to stab me. He's not going to shoot me. (laughs) So guess what? Go fuck yourself. I don't care. Talk all your shit you want. Because I can talk shit too. It's easy. But that's why I tell guys, stop. Make your money, man. Because our bodies are not meant to do this. You know what I mean? It's it's disgusting what we do if you really break it down. You know what I mean? It's not going to last forever. So make your money while you can. Mm. And then get out. You know what I mean? Get out or become an agent or... Do something backstage if you really love it, or like me, a nut job, just fucking leave.
1: You know. So, well, as we as we wrap things up here, first of all, you're so real, which is amazing. You're so. Honest. I don't know. I'm
0: also jacked up on fucking four of
1: these. Are- <laughs> four of them. <laughs> no, I'm joking.
0: This is my second one. People who know me know when they drive in car rides with me, they're like another one, Eddie. I'm. I got water with me. That's my excuse. I'll drink six of these, and they'd be like, Eddie, are you okay? You're sweating. I'm like, I'm good. I have water. And it's like one of the small 99 cents waters, too. <laughs> it's like this. And they're like, you know, that's not going to do
1: anything. Ah, fuck out of here. I'll be fine. That's, Who's th- that's my heart. It's like that. <laughs> Who's the one person that you still need to work a match with? Jun Akiyama. That's really, that's really it. That's really that wasn't it. a joke. No, that's oh. serious. Yeah, because
0: you thought it was a joke before. Yeah, so. I did. No, in all seriousness, like WrestleMania weekend's coming up. And uh I've been very lucky and very blessed that other promotions want to book me. But I have a deal. Um, I'm a man of my word. I try to be a man of my- I have nothing signed on paper. To me, my word means more than anything I can ever sign. I told a certain promoter, I would just do your shows for WrestleMania weekend. That's it. He said, oh, my, you know, thank you, blah, blah, you know, whatever. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm with you. Don't worry about it. Not a yeah. big deal. Other places were like, oh, Eddie, why are you doing that? Da, da, da. It's my word. That's why, motherfucker. If you don't understand that, then your word means shit. But anyway, I told other promoters, hey, man, if you really want me to do this, if you want me to say fuck the other bookings that I promised the guy, you got to get me Junakiyama." And every promoter goes, uh. I said, all right, then we're good. <laughs> then we're good. You know what I mean? I can't wrestle Chono, Masahiro Chono, because he's retired. Can't wrestle Kenta Kabashi because he's retired. To me, Jun Akiyama was the fifth pillar of all Japan. He didn't get enough Have credit. Have you ever spoken to him? No, because he probably looks at me and goes, look at this fat fucking Mark. Let's be honest. <laughs> he goes, look at this fat Mark doing all Kibashi and Kawada's moves. What a Mark. He's probably that's what it is. <laughs> Hopefully I'm wrong. Maybe he does like me, and he's like, you know what? The kid has, a, he has something. I don't know. But no, I never spoke to him. And people who know me know my favorite promotion of all time was uh, all Japan. Especially in the 90s. That was, that's the shit that hooked me. And I was just like, stuck on it. You know what I mean? Like one night, you can ask the LAX, uh, Proud and Powerful, Ortiz and Santana. One night they were standing at my house and I put on All Japan and I broke down every match. To the point where Santana goes, man, shut the fuck up and let us enjoy it. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand <laughs> why they did this because of this. And then two matches beforehand, he did this move. This is why he counted it here. And they're like, shut up. We get it. That, that's how much I love all Japan '90s stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was me. Well, I, I hope that it. All, I hope it happens one day for you. Hey, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. You know, it's not meant to be. About sure. that, you know, I mean, if it happens, it was meant to be. Just like anything in wrestling, I'm here right now because it was meant to be. I'm glad you're still in wrestling. Thank you, man. Yeah. I know. I know some people aren't, but for those who. Do something about it. <laughs> Honestly, dude. Like, I'm not hard to find. If you don't like it, come see me. You may beat my ass, but I'll take your eye with me. I'm taking something. That's, see, that's the street shit in me. I apologize. Sorry. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this in 48 minutes. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Uh, fuck out of here. <laughs> thanks, brother.
0: New York, baby. Yonkers, over the brave, baby. <laughs> Thank you. MJF, go fuck yourself. Ah!
1: Well, how about that one, my friend? A big thank you to Eddie for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. A big thank you to you for sitting down or standing up or whatever you're doing as you listen to this right now. Snap a screenshot. Tag me. Tag Eddie. Let us know what you found most interesting about this one. And I've got some big changes coming up here in the next few weeks. I'm moving out to Los Angeles. So if you live in that area, guess what? We just became best friends. And we're going to be eating in and out all the time best burgers ever i no people in texas no don't talk to me about water burger okay and i know five guys is good other people but in and out the best okay i don't want i don't want to argue about this now i know this may not be the best and most ideal time to be picking up my life and moving it across the country but you know what i say there's no better time than the present so this is happening i'm going to actually be driving out there it's like a 30ish hour drive. So I will be doing exactly what you're doing right now, listening to podcasts. So if you have some recommendations, please tweet them at me. And I would love to fill my eardrums with those on my cross country trek. In the words of Paul Harvey, in times like these, it's helpful to remember that there have always been times like these. Be safe. We will see you soon, my friends. Thank you for checking out this episode. We've got a We got a good one next week. We'll see you then.